start. Let us commence. We're going to talk about how to veganize your wardrobe. Don't wear a dead animal on your body. <laughs> like, like what, what else would I be expected to say in this context? <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, you shouldn't wear dead animals. That's, that's good. Don't wear the product of a dead animal or even the excretion of a live animal. I mean, I think that there's a real delineation to when it comes to vegan clothes because it's that plant-based versus vegan. Mm-hmm. And that's where lifestyle oh, comes in. You mean to say if someone was just doing it for their own health, they'd be happy wearing a full leather jumpsuit? I'm sure. Because that doesn't affect their cholesterol levels. I think you're making light of a certain, you know, a certain group of people that are going to come mm-hmm. with pitchforks after you. What the S and M crowd? The S and M crowd, obviously. No, yeah. they can wear vinyl. There's no need for them to wear a dead animal. Like more, more power to them. But wear vinyl. Wear polyvinyl carbonate PVC. Come on, Mike. How come you're speaking about the S and M community in the third person? <laughs> <laughs> Like the the true story behind how like Jason and I met was like in this underground club. <laughs> that whole film festival story was just a total lie. Yeah, we met at a rubber bar. <laughs> oh my god, is there a is such I a don't thing? I have no idea. A rubber bar. If there isn't, let's start one because I'm sure it's a gold mine. No, it's a rubber mine. <laughs> like how have we so quickly gone so off topic? No, well, uh, well, I no. But, you. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I think, I think that there's people that are plant based, and they they don't mm-hmm. they don't make ethical decisions. So we're we're kind of, I mean, we're the ethical place. But I mean, I'm sure that maybe there's some people that are listening that, ha- I mean, maybe buy leather shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as a, a an an element of practicality, you know, because it's you can go to the store and buy like a leather boots. It's easy to like miss things like, you know, when you buy a pair of jeans, you think, oh, it's um, it's all fabric. No problem. But then there's that little belt loop in the back that's made of leather and you don't you don't necessarily register it unless you're really paying attention. Well, also, you look at the shoes and, you, you know, I mean, I was I had to buy some shoes, you know, just standard shoes. And luckily, the cheap shoes are the ones that have no leather in them. <laughs> Yeah. So you're kind of looking around and you go, okay, well, is this leather? No, it's synthetic. No, is this leather? And then you look at the ingredients, you know, all man-made material. Okay. You know, if you see something that says man-made material, you go, okay, this is not leather. You're good. Yeah. However, animal made. I've heard that some glues that are used are animal based. They're like from the horse. There's this argument, like if people see the slaughter of the the the, uh, the cow, the, the the you know the peeling of the hide, all these different things, maybe they would feel a little less excited about what they were wearing. I would hope so, but who knows? The element too of like, let's say, like I'm I'm vegan. Let me throw all my, <laughs> you know, my belts and my shoes and everything out of the out of the window. I mean, I think that the, there's a practicality element too where if you have new clothes and they're animal product i guess you should probably wear them until they wear mm. out the da- the damage is done do you do you still have any leftover animal clothing from way back i have some shoes i have a belt from 20 years ago yeah i have i get belts that like that are like elastic because you know my waist is always expanding and contracting and stuff so i have <laughs> mm-hmm. these belts that are like they're like a belt for rubber. all seasons. <laughs> you get these like rubber belts. 
What? Well, no, they're rubber. They a got special the, you know, yo-yo diet belt. What? Yeah, no, they're like they're they're like elastic. You know, they stick. Okay. You know, I, I actually like when I when I used to wear leather belts, they seem to be kind of more constricting. You know, it's nice. Uh-huh. I, I, well, yeah, I they don't they don't flex as much. And I sit down. You know, my my elastic belt. <laughs> It's like having like elastic suspenders, but it goes around your waist. Gives you a little margin of error. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, back back on track. Oh God, uh, we're not like. <laughs> let's be honest. We're this is going to be one of those squiggly days when we're kind of weaving in and out of it. We're very squiggly, though. We're squiggly people. I think that the really sick part is this uh, ornamental fur industry. Mm. Oh, because they trap wild animals. Well, yeah, the the um, there's that one company, uh, Canada Goose, that's kind of been in the news. Oh, because they fill it with down, right? Well, they use down, but they they actually trap coyotes. Oh my gosh! And they use the coyote fur for the lining. And they just recently have a relationship with the NBA, a multi year relationship as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just announced next year, 2022, they're no longer going to be trapping wild coyotes. So are they going to trap a lot of them this year to, you know, like <laughs> yeah, they're save, doing some uh, extra save trapping. up? Oh, gosh. Maybe, trap, yeah. maybe the, Trap them all. Well, according to this article I read, they're going to have a buyback program mm-hmm. and they're going to take the recycled material and I guess refresh it and put it on a new new product. I mean this is a high ticket item, high dollar mm-hmm. item. They they gave these kind of jackets with the fur lined parka style things with the you know a hood. It's been a very uh popular brand for, you know, I guess NBA and rappers and they're they're really pushing that kind of street culture. So you're saying Canada Goose is now reforming and they're going to, like, by 2022, become an ethical brand? When you say ethical ba- brand... Ethical-ish. I, I do remember that people have been protesting them for a couple of years. I guess they eventually they couldn't take the heat. I also think, though, that they're pushing out a message. Push out this message and they have resources and they're selling these, whatever, $1,500 jackets. Ooh. There's going to be all these copycat companies mm-hmm. that are going to use maybe I don't know substandard fur or you know lower lower quality stuff material. And well, it would be so, great if that lower quality stuff was just synthetic fur. Hooray for that! However, a lot of times the synthetic fur costs more than the real fur. Really? And in fact, a lot of times there's these faux companies that might be actually selling real fur. And you oh, have no. to really examine your fur to make sure that it's not real fur. All this time I thought synthetic fur costs less. I, I mean, I did only notice in recent years this clever marketing switcheroo that I wholeheartedly applaud where, you know, in the past only the cheap shoes would be like uh, not real leather and it was imitation leather and it was considered uh, lower quality and now... Uh, you know, the, the same type of designs are advertised as vegan leather. And it's like better than le- leather because it's cruelty free. And so it's even switched around to be charging a premium instead of a discount to the real thing. And um, yeah, you're talking about like Doc Martens. 
yeah, stuff like that. They have but, a they have a vegan brand, right? That, that's that great. actually has actually a little more padding, and mm-hmm. it's designed a little differently, and it's kind of focused in on a certain, you know, market share. I I think that uh, you know that's great, but again, the idea of messaging, like okay, that's good messaging, and in some ways, you know, Canada Goose is trying to maybe widen their impact and they, they understand that they have a PR issue. So they're going to do this recycled fur situation. But, but again, they may cause even more harm because of the way they're going to start breaking into the mainstream Mm -hmm. and more fur might be used because of their advertising with influencers, um, athletes, et cetera. Sorry, were you saying that they're they're going to completely phase out trapping and only recycle fur, or are they just going to add to their, you know, they're going to recycle in addition to trapping? They're going to stop using new fur on their coyote-trimmed fur parkas. Mm-hmm. And just recycle. Starting in 2022. Instead, the company says it will implement a consumer buyback program for fur and use this reclaimed fur instead. Okay, well, I, that's definitely, I think, a step in the right direction. I would, I would hope that the effect of that in aggregate will be better, even if there could be some unintended copycat side effects. And they're mainstreaming wearing animal fur mm. for ornamental purposes. Yeah, that's not the best, of course. <laughs> it's not I mean, the I, best. yeah. Look, I went to a. Um, I was in Austin, Texas. I don't know, a few, maybe a year ago or something, and um, you know, slightly pre-pandemic, and they were selling all these horrible you know, cowboy boots in this giant store, and that was all bad. And then apparently they had a few boots that were not made of leather, but were made of like endangered species. So assuming they weren't lying, they claimed that all these particular animals died of natural causes. Like, you know, like this is an elephant skin uh, boots. I mean, obviously, like I wouldn't wear any of these things, but I I wonder if the exotic and naturally, (laughs) you know, died of old age animal boots are like ethical or not. I I don't know. I mean, you you could say that the the argument is like that you are normalizing wearing animals and that's not great. And so that that would be the same argument against even wearing like used leather. Well, it's also treating animals as a commodity. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just kind of gross and sick. Yeah, to, to... to consider their bodies a commodity to be used, even if that particular animal didn't suffer, it, it's sort of promoting speciesism and promoting this notion that they're objects. And you, you, like you'd never wear a hu- even if the human being died of natural causes in a million years, you'd never wear its. I mean, I would hope you you'd never wear its skin in your shoes. So like the, maybe the same should hold true for animals. Oh, I, I have a friend that I met in the horror convention world, like the film festival convention world. Mm-hmm. He 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 actually collects skulls, um, human <laughs> human skulls. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Again, going way off topic, but did you know most of those um, skeletons from medical schools, those all come from mostly come from uh, grave robberies in India. That's insane. Yeah, so grave robbers, like, this is their... Some people, that's just their job. They they find um, skeletons from decomposed humans, bleach them, 
and export them to medical schools. Yeah, there was a, there's definitely an underground trade of, of human parts. But, but again, hey, another road we're going down. Let's talk about leather. <laughs> there's this argument, I guess, that leather is quality. I guess it's always been that kind of thing. Maybe it comes mm-hmm. from maybe a, Italian artisans or maybe marketing. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it is quite durable, but that's not a reason to use it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the other element of leather that we really neglect a lot of times is there's an environmental impact. Oh, yeah, the tanning, horrible. And also, it's like the, I think the people who do the tanning tend to die young, you know, get cancer and whatnot, because they're using all these carcinogenic chemicals. It's pollu- Yeah, this is another thing that happens in India. It's like they do it by a river, the river gets polluted, they get um cancer the you know it's just a a horrible you know wear what you have you don't want to buy anything that has animal product new yeah because then you're creating more demand for more killing that's right unless you're like this uber influencer then you shouldn't wear any animal product because someone will see something like the the more influence you have the less you should be promoting this (laughs) if you're just a schlub like me who no one pays attention to I, i could wear used leather but i won't well, I'm an influencer now, and I'm a big TikToker. So mm-hmm. if I go you're, out on well, the streets, people are looking at me. Your food is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Notice, notice on my TikTok, I don't really show my face too much. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I, I like. To, I, I'm, I'm happy to see your face. Oh, um, that's nice. That's so lovely. Yeah. I, the, again, then, then this brings up the notion of like, is it okay to have recycled wool? You know, I, I think wool itself, be, a lot of people are under the misconception that it's okay because, you know, the sheep need to be shorn anyway. But in a modern, like, factory farm setting, it's just, as you know, just like the same argument where it's, like, wrong to have chicken eggs because the chickens are treated so poorly. The sheep are, like, you know, they beat the crap out of them while trying to keep them still. They starve them the day before so they don't have energy to fight back. A lot of times they're even, like, killed in the process of shearing them because there's such a fight to get them to, to, to be shorn. And then, you know, when it's all over, um, a lot of them are bloody because, you know, they're moving so much that they get like stabbed by the scissors and the workers, um, are paid by volume, not by the hour. So they're like really incentivized to hurry up and treat the animal really poorly in order to just get the wool as fast as possible and get as much wool as possible as quickly as they can. Once they stop growing their wool, they're not profitable anymore, so then they go to the slaughterhouse. They've also been selectively bred to to produce so much wool that it's really tragic. They're, you know, they're, they're the, these huge ungainly poofs of wool that couldn't really survive. Let's talk about down. So okay. are, uh, are, they, are the ducks killed or do they just brutally pull the under feathers? From they pull the feathers from their underside, oh. and they rip them out. And I guess I guess they grow them back. So it's kind oh of similar. Oh my gosh! The down industry supports the faux gras industry. Oh, and then it's the same situation with the with the wool, where uh, once these birds are not producing the the underside fur under their their that furry feather. They're they're slaughtered for meat. So again, it's it's animals as a commodity. Uh, these animals do not want their under bird feathers to be pulled from them. No, of course. <laughs> I can't imagine like what? How do you? 
sign up to be one of these people who works in these places? Is it like out of desperation and poverty or is it like, are they sociopaths? Like what's the, who does this? I mean, I've never, you know, I, I don't know. They just have a different uh, view of life. Or remember death. I told, they, they don't. They see animals differently than we see animals. I guess. Remember how I told you in the past, um, and once or twice, I went to these pig vigils. Uh, you know where they protest outside of the pig slaughterhouse. We once were like, you know, it was over, and we were sort of walking to our cars, and we met one of the workers from inside um, Farmer John's slaughterhouse, and he was like talking about how. Um, you know, Farmer John has, like, made it more efficient and they get parts of the pig that, you know, he's talking about, like, efficiency in the production thing. And, you know, and then at some point we asked him, do you work on, like, what part? Do you work in the slaughter, like, the killing floor? And he shuddered and he was like, no, no, of course I would never work there. And I was, it was interesting to me how he was able to compartmentalize, like, being averse to killing the pig, but he's, like, okay with being a little further down the line, like, processing it. I remember going to a sushi bar mm-hmm. in Japan and this is when I still ate fish, but I was, there was something very off-putting about the place because yeah. they had like a, it was like a very expensive place and they had, this is many years, many, many years ago. And they had a pond that mm-hmm. was like, or a, whatever, oh, no. a tank they that just was. They pulled the fish out and caught him? They pulled the fish out and there was one guy and he was the fish killer. So there'd be someone that pulls the fish out and mm-hmm. they hand the fish to the fish killer. The executioner. The fisher killer kills the fish. Like it's like a, it was almost like it was all on display. Like it was a show like here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I was not comfortable in this environment. Were you and a vegan at the time? I was not. And, oh. but, but it was a situation too where there was all sorts of disturbing imagery. I remember looking down at something I thought were noodles. Oh no. And all the noodles had little eyeballs and they were they were they were like animals. They were little eel-like animals. And I was like, okay, this is this is too hardcore. <laughs> I, I I don't understand this. And I and I thought about the guy who killed the fish. Like I'm thinking like 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 does he like his job? Is he he his job is to kill fish. That's all he does. And he, not only that, he's killing them kind of in a theatrical way oh and it's like the spectacle of violence part of the theatricality of this meal i I don't know it's it's overwhelming okay let's talk about silk (laughs) oh yeah they so they boil the cocoons and kill the worm right what happens is the silkworm will make a cocoon to turn into a moth and mm-hmm. when they make that cocoon, that's what silk is. And they can't, well, they don't use the silk that they chew out of. They, they need to kill the silkworm inside Before the it has a chance to destroy the silk. That's correct. And they said that, uh, I guess, 15 silkworms are killed to make a gram of silk. And mm. 10,000 silkworms are killed to make a sari. Wow. So, yeah. So you, I'm amazing. sure people rationalize this saying, oh, it's just an insect. Like, who cares? It doesn't have feelings. Um, but, yeah, that's gross, and I'm not into it. Well, also, to your 
this is an animal that's going through metamorphosis. It wants to go from one form of its life to another. And as humans, we are interrupting that metamorphosis. We're taking it in the middle of that metamorphosis and and making fashion with it. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Okay. Okay. Someone says, oh, I need protein or my hair is falling out. I need, I need to eat X, Y, Z. Okay. You don't need to wear silk. You don't need to wear leather. You don't need to wear fur. There's so many great engineered products that have all the characteristics and more. Hey, again, since we've given ourselves license to go off topic a lot today. um, Okay. Did you hear this? I find this like really fascinating and almost inspiring. Did you know that when a um, caterpillar makes a cocoon and metamorphosizes into a butterfly. You know, when I was little, I just imagined they like sprout wings and whatever, but actually there was an enzyme that digests the whole body into like a pool, like a soup of undifferentiated cells. And so the animal that emerges from the cocoon is almost a completely different individual from the one who went in. Um, I don't know if they somehow retain any memory or what, but it, it's almost like it's a new birth. Whoa. <laughs> it's mind-blowing, <laughs> yeah, right? No. How, how, doesn't a soup of, uh, how does it get digested into a soup of undifferentiated cells and then create like a whole new creature? I, nature is so fascinating. We should stop stomping through it so much, you know? If we had more respect for the creatures and the animals around us, I think we would be happier. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you heard some lobsters are biologically immortal and they would, you know, when you see that like in the, like Las Vegas or something, you see this gigantic lobster for sale in like a seafood restaurant. That's the reason why it's so huge is because it lived for like a hundred years before it got caught. Like other than predation, they apparently don't die. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so I, I guess it's leading to what we do as humans on the planet to be ethical, to do to maybe buy things that aren't dead things. <laughs> so how do you shop? I only buy uh you know, non dead things. <laughs> I I go to Ross. There's good deals. Make sure I look at the look at the label, make sure everything's man made. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a little different, too, if you're maybe, I don't know, more fashionable. Uh, that <laughs> no I offense. No, I I don't think, I look, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think either of us are that fashion forward. I've seen, you know, vegan fashion. There's a lot mm-hmm. of very fashionable lines. There's also a lot of, like, great clothes that you can get. I think that the other element is, is you have to really make sure that what you're buying is truly vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy a lot of stuff online, uh, especially like, you know, maybe if you're looking for a work boot or a, a, a fashionable shoe that's pleather, a lot of times you're going to have to buy that stuff online. It's hard to get the sizes and the, the style that you're desiring. So, I mean, we are fortunate to have so many options as vegans, you know, right in front of our computer screen. Yeah. It's great. I'm into it. 
Are you you're into it? Okay, I'm into it. I'm into it too. So I think we did it. We cool. made it. And we made it through another episode of Vegan Hacks. Hooray! I think also the a lot of the, you know one thing we didn't really talk about much mm-hmm. in this and in previous episodes, but I think this should be a future episode is the human cost of animal agriculture. Because I was thinking of the, you know, slaughterhouse example, and I was also Mm -hmm. thinking about how a lot of garments are, you know, even if they're fully ethical in the materials, they're made by, like, children in sweatshops. And, you know, I was thinking about, you were talking about fisheries and how, like, you know, in fact, some seafood that you buy is is caught by slave human labor. It's crazy. So I, I think... Maybe a future topic we should explore the um, the human cost of animal products. That's right. Let's do that. Cool. Yeah.